defining the kings and queens of Kenya sports scene. This is the Podstar Review Show with your hosts, DX and DY. Karibu! Yeah, so uh, DX, tell me, how was your week? Uh, I know you had traveled a little bit, so welcome back. Thank you very much, DY. My week was a little stressy, a little mm-hmm. fun, a little mm-hmm. bit of everything. Guys, <laughs> just don't travel during Corona time. It is not fun. <laughs> Yeah, good thing I didn't go to China and so <laughs> the test wasn't all that. Oh yeah, you didn't need to do you didn't you didn't need to do the anal swab. No, thank God. This corona thing has just gone crazy completely. I know. This is not the way to live, but what to do? Let's just hope the vaccines work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of vaccines, I finally got vaccinated. Oh wow, congratulations. I'm hoping to get mine soon. Yeah, but I'm not ho- excited uh, about it. Only that <laughs> it will enable me to travel. You know, I, I was you know, all of us were afraid, you know, once you take this shit, um, what do you anticipate? You know, the first very night that you're going to be at home, what are you going to be expecting? Yeah. Yeah, like <sighs> at what point do you turn to become an alien? Does yeah, it like you become know. red or green? <laughs> <laughs> It ended up just being another shot in the arm, man, and uh, nothing much about it. Okay, mm-hmm. so you didn't have shortness of breath, fatigue, ah, fever. Uh, we are Kenyans. Eh? You should be able to deal with all the nonsense we were going to be taking in as vaccines and all these things. Perhaps even Corona couldn't beat us at that. Very true. So on this week's episode... What are we, what are we discussing? discussing? <laughs> hmm. I'll We're give you the honor. Since it was, since it was uh-huh. women's, women's Day just the other day. So happy belated Women's Day. Thank you very much. Yeah. So I'll give you the honors to introduce uh, the next podcast we're going to be reviewing. We are going to be reviewing It's Related, I Promise. It's okay. the podcast by the three ladies who mm-hmm. are Julia Gaito, Sharon Mashira, and Noni. Okay. And basically they discuss about, you know, a lot of issues in, in Nairobi. Yes, and they touch very on feminine. a very feminine standpoint. Uh-huh. Uh, wow. Yeah. <sighs> I I enjoyed listening to it, truth be told, mm-hmm. but it, it is, yeah, wow, you girls are crazy. Let me just say. We're deep into our feelings. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's one of those podcasts we are reviewing that left me with a lot more questions than answers, but particularly. Yeah, hopefully I'll be able to demystify <laughs> some of them for you. So Please currently... Do. Uh-huh. Related, I promise, is 15 episodes in, or is it okay. 14 episodes? One was the uh-huh. intro. All right. And it has one series. They started in June 2020. Okay. But then they stopped at some point, I think, due mm-hmm. to some 
issues and okay. yeah they said the girls not kizana the girls not kizana as so. cliche don't spread this narrative those women <laughs> are good friends like you can tell from their social media interaction mm-hmm. they're still okay they're still friendly yeah. so they're changing that narrative that women don't support each other so i'm happy that yeah. there is a positive story you know, so far speaking of that yeah, that exact girl drama yeah you know episode 1 yeah, that is the first place you get to hear how these girls met and boy there's a lot of drama they don't Why? like one they never used to like one another they are <laughs> sister wives oh they've caught feelings after they are doing a first show my word cuz it on episode 1 that's yeah, a, it doesn't sound to me like drama. Imagine, it just sounds to me like just girls going about their life, just <laughs> expressing themselves. Yeah. You know? It just sounds like girls being girls. Yeah. Shucks. You know, it, it got me very twisted because I kept on thinking, you know, um, I'm trying to recall if I met, you know, if I had, I was with my mandem or my boys, uh, even if we meet a new chap, uh, I bet there's never going to be, you know, we have to be like three years in for us to find our first eh, issues with one another. And even if you have issues, you know, within those three years, you don't, you know, speak about them. They, they don't exactly. exist. Exactly. There are issues you just don't speak about them. Women have no, Because they don't, they don't exist. No. You mm-hmm. explain this to me. Do you ever mm. meet someone and you just mm. don't, you don't feel their vibe? Like something about them is off. Do you ever have that feeling? Yes, I have. I would, so be, I would be lying. That? No, 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 no. You all just have it too much. As in me, I can tell you in my many years of life, I can tell you the number of times it has happened. As in, I... I and perhaps it will be because he's a Manchester That's United fan. That's why they say women have intuition. It's a thing. It's a what, God-given what? gift. What? You don't believe in the sixth sense? No, I just think women are nosy. They keep trying to find shit that they shouldn't be finding. Hey, women, Ebu come for DY. What is this? But some of these things you say, pick your fight with God. Because he built us like that. Are you sure? As yeah. Good That Jesus. whole sixth sense thing, it's, uh-huh. it's a God-given gift. Ooh. Okay, yeah. So y'all have so, so how comes you know if, when do you get to use this extent other than using it on men? No, we use it especially. I think the people uh-huh. who have mastered the sixth sense is mothers. Mm-hmm. I feel like oh. mothers really like feel things when it comes to their children and their lives. Uh-huh. Because they're able yeah. to know when uh, their children are dating or they are out and about getting drunk. Or even when they are growing up and they're young and they're infants and they can't express uh-huh. themselves and somehow okay. a mother just knows or gets the feeling that something is not okay. Something is not working out properly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we digress. Uh-huh. So let's get we digress. So tell me about these girls. As in, uh, what is so, the gist or what is the the beauty about but, this uh, podcast? It's just three ladies. I think they are mm-hmm. really good friends. I love that they seem to be having such an amazing time together. Like mm-hmm. lots of giggles, lots of jokes, lots of, lots of pun. Like 
they just get along and mm-hmm. they just share experiences in life about you yeah. know certain aspects that are going on in society because i remember okay. one episode where when the jada pinkett thing happened Okay, before we proceed more to dissect um Jada. will the Jada and the will love. Yeah. I think I think let's bring it closer to home and just ask this thing about monogamy and just for me when I think about life partners. Yeah. First of all I was introduced to this concept by Jules when she told us about Will Smith, Jada Pinkett and August Alsina. Like I've never heard of life partners a day in my life. Mm. I've never thought about any other way of marriage, especially coming from a woman's side. Right. That you can sort of step out and see other people. Mm-hmm. So Jules, please define for us what these terminologies are. I don't know. to me like this, this is an interview. Thing, yeah. So now Jules will tell us. Now no, Jules. No, because I, you, for me, you're the one who introduced me to all these things. Yeah. And I was like, what? Life partners? Like, that's a thing. So you monogamous, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I know the monogamy model. And then there's the polygamy model. Yeah. But I think all these new age things Kina, Jada, Jada Smith are telling us. Personally, I'm a bit on the old school side. I can see myself maybe thinking about it. Yeah. But But you wouldn't be. I don't think I would. But I think I mean, it's important that we define what those things are first. Right. Because there's just there's so much talk about there after. A consensual non-monogamous relationship is any relationship arrangement in which the partners openly agree to have more than one sexual, romantic, and or emotional relationship. Wow. And the key yeah. word there is openly agree. Mm-hmm. So it's not cheating. Mm-hmm. You basically... I'm aware... You're aware. That you are trying to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you're aware yeah. that I'm trying to emotionally yeah. connect with this with, person. With this other person. Yeah. Okay. And with me... And they mm. just brought it on the podcast and they were discussing about, you know, open relationships and, mm. you know, that whole August and Jada situation uh-huh. and what they uh-huh. all thought about it. It was just interesting to listen to. No, exactly. Now, speaking of that, I remember there's an episode where they were discussing, um, I think episode two when they discussed Sister Wives or episode three. I'm not really sure. Uh-huh. Or yeah. the one that they actually discuss. So first and foremost, do you believe there's actually sister wives? It's not something to believe. It exists. Uh-huh. I mean, there's and friends who see, have been with the same person. That's what sister wives is. Yeah, but it's, see, not, I just it's think, not a myth. You guys make it look... Do you, you're, 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 women are coming up with names of things that don't really need to be named. I feel like this is not women coming up with names. It's like well, shit men lingo. don't have. It's, no, men don't no, have. It's just something to mm. to refer to it that you know that everyone once you say it, it's relatable. Oh. So, I I I think it's it's okay. It's okay to have so, such. Like, would names. you it's would you be friends? Lingo. Would you There's, be friends with your sister wife if you have any? T- wink, so wink. the context of a sister wife <laughs> is actually. It's not uh-huh. like I go I don't go looking out for people who my exes have been with. That's not the yeah. context. It's mm-hmm. you date someone and then mm-hmm. maybe you leave them. And we've explained okay. this in previous episodes yeah. when we were discussing the mics are open. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you date someone and then you leave them and then you realize your friend dated them at a different point than you did. And then while you're discussing, you're like, oh, you dated that dude. Okay, I dated him as well. And then you exchange stories about it. And you realize that your sister wife, because you've been with the same guy. Uh, but of what, what I struggle with is of what value? The moment you realize. Like it doesn't add or subtract any value, to be honest uh-huh. with me. It's just, you know, it's just the realization. And uh, there's a little awkwardness to it, I uh-huh. I believe. 
But if you're both done with a guy, it's just like, ooh, we both what if you're not done with a guy? What if the, it's, a, if it's a sweet story to tell. What if that guy is your current? <laughs> I know in that case, it's a bit complicated. But, how but then it depends. It mm-hmm. depends how it ended with your girl and how deep that relationship was. Because, I mean, there's people I'd gladly, like these exes, I'd gladly mm-hmm. let my friends date. And there's <laughs> some, like, Oh, because you want to no, set up your girlfriends? You want to set up your girlfriends with some idiotic or shitty men? Not necessarily. Sometimes you, uh-huh. you leave a dude not because they're horrible, but just because, you know, you didn't work out. Maybe you were not compatible or you didn't like the same things or you had to leave each other because of distance, and then you ended up getting married, and they're still single, but they're nice people. It depends. It depends you on know, the situation. Speaking of that, speaking of that, I remember there's an episode where um, uh, Jules Geither, I think that's her name. Jules. Uh, yeah, so she goes on to describe that, you know, she she would meet people and at times you know the guys are thinking that perhaps something is happening and should be very comfortable thinking eh, I, don't, I don't think there's anything that is going to crop up out of this and it led me yeah. as, it made me think about it uh, when uh, as, as women because you know uh, listening to these three women uh, you can tell the they debunk some of the pre the notions that we have as men that you know if a girl would like you you know girls will not just go out with you for the sake of going out with you girls normally or that is what we know girls normally just go out with you because they have intent and there's something worthwhile that they're looking for but yeah julia had it like um she's been there and she's gone out with these guys and uh, or one guy particularly and she wasn't really feeling the the vibe let me be honest i think Mm -hmm. when you know where you're going in life and you're dating like purposefully then you don't, uh-huh. you're not trying to waste your time. But when you're just dating, just, you know, for the heck of it, I know uh-huh. so many ladies who go, Kwanzaa in this day and age of Tinder, mm. I know so many mm. ladies who go for Tinder dates just for the food. Like he just offered, take me to this nice restaurant. Oh, now we're going here. Oh, the drive is nice. So you just go for the fun of it. <laughs> you're not feeling it. As in, so, are you trying to confirm I mean, that girls out here yes, are just hungry? Girls out here are just no, hungry. I'm not condoning this behavior, but yeah. I mean, if this is your life, leave it. It's just so, it, okay. a thing that people are doing now. Allow me to be there, you know, the man's advocate in this conversation and ask, you know, the same way you girls, you've, you've said in this day and age of Tinder, where girls can just go out for a meal. You know, they know yeah. there's a spot that they would have loved to go. And, you know, the DY comes along and decides, hey, oh, could I take you to this uh, to this joint? And you accept. Mm-hmm. Isn't the inverse correct also? Because men out here just want to smash. Some of them, I mean, that's that for me. Me, I'm about uh-huh. making your intentions known. <clears throat> if you just want to smash, what makes you think the lady doesn't just want to smash? Ah, because so that make never your exists. Known, so you both go with the flow. And if if you if that's not her intention, then she will go and look for what she's looking for. Literally, literally, that doesn't exist. There is literally, or oh, I have not come across any woman out here that just wants to smash. As in all of them. Oh my gosh! No, hold up. Uh-uh. how many? 
if not you, how mm. many of your boys have gone uh-huh. to the club and come home with a chick? Yeah. Many. Yeah, so chips funga doesn't just want to smash. Why are you no. chips funga? Huh? No, 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 no. You know, it's it's that meal that was converted eh, into a smash. Originally, when the girl was going out for that date, she wasn't intending to smash. You see the child so going out on that Tinder hey. date. Come on. You know, I always ask this question. I want you tell me in your line of, you know, Galdems, do you know of any that has purposefully decided today I'm going out? I'm going out to look for a stud. I, I just need some good dick. No, it's more than that. But it's one of those, like, like some of them pack a fornication bag knowing I may not come back home tonight. The intention is not so much to smash, but it's like if it happens and he's a cool guy. No, no, no. You, know, you see, the fornication bag normally comes out after you know you know this chap. Because women don't just no. have I a fornication bag always is always <sighs> No campus girls carry that fornication bag everywhere, even when they're going to school exactly. and they don't know who so this is you know, exactly how <laughs> they're looking for they're looking for a they're looking for a party or um Something that is happening. We are asking about yeah, you know, and in women that who are of looking for something. They're down for whatever. No, forget about this. Which young, I don't condone, by the dems. way. But <laughs> this is what it is. Forget these young galdems. Eh? We are talking about mature women who, you know, um, in their careers or at an age where they are able to perceive whatever they want and they have a voice into speaking whatever they require. How many? Okay, of them? I'll explain. Yeah. You see, in that very context that you're asking, mm-hmm. they discuss mm-hmm. it. In It's related, yeah. I promise. Okay. And they discuss, like, would mm-hmm. you do a friends with benefits? Girls oh, who are yes. just out to smash are the ones yeah. who are cool with such arrangements, situationships, friends with benefits, that kind of thing. Like, no strings attached. Like, we're here, you know, we can be buddies, but we're, we're, not, we're not striving for a relationship. We're just having a good time. And there's I, many women like that in today's world. No, I, li- I, I, like the, I, I like one of the conversations they had when, when it comes to that topic, when they were having a discussion about friends with benefits. And they said, it all starts with, you know, the idea of friends with benefits. Then before you realize, mm-hmm. eh? You're catching feelings. Galdem is catching feelings, eh? Right, left, and center. And, you know, they, like they say, like, one of the funniest parts was when uh, I think one of the girls was like, you know, after date one, if I come for a second date, eh, me, I'm coming with my oh. two kilos of nyama. I'm not just yeah, even being a girlfriend. Yeah. I'm being a wifey now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it scared like, the eh, shit out of me. And- I was like, what? Eh? Yeah, I mean, girls are out here declaring and deciding that this is it. That yeah. that in that like... regard, I'm Loki and Julia as well. This situation ship starts. <laughs> I... uh-uh. <laughs> it's, it's tough. Yeah. I honestly, like just big up girls who can do that. I, I don't know. I don't know how, but. Mm. But okay. So let me, tell me about any other episodes that was, um, that stood out for you. Other than the one, you see, for me, the ones that stood out for me, uh, like that one for the friends with benefits and the fact that they also spoke about open relationships, which I think no woman is able to have or harbor for a long time. They, they, have, they love the notion, but as yeah. soon as they are in it, eh, they, they're jealous. They're jealous. 
parts that they yeah, have. Yeah, but I, I, don't, creep I up. don't say it's all women. It's because, like, just open relationship, the whole dynamic is twisted mm. because even men get caught up in their feelings. Yeah, this new age. The men. jealousy just comes into play. This, this, new, this new age men. No. <laughs> This is different, eh? Yes. Not new age men. Let me tell you, because even polygamous men never mm. wanted to see their wives with other men. It's an open relationship, meaning even a girl can have other partners. No, that's not an open relationship. You know, polygamy is not open. Open relationship right. is where you that's know. That's what I'm saying, and that's why polygamy is famous. And open mm. relationships is not because polygamy okay. was okay. Mm, the man I can have it. multiple partners, but his wife can't. And in open relationship, even the men will just not like the arrangement because they're not happy sharing their wives. <laughs> you know, speaking of that, I had a discussion with my boys the other day and we were talking about that very thing. And we, and yeah, I agree with you. There are some men who would be like, ah. No, they want to be out there and they're living La Vida Loca, but uh, mm-hmm. when he comes home, when he comes too close, they're like, ah, ah, uyu, ni wangu. They, mm, I, I'm not standard. about... <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, because that's what I couldn't understand because I think if, if you are going to do an open relationship, then you should be able to do it and swing it both ways. Let her have... Because yeah. there, there are things that you can't give her. And the things that she can't yeah. give you, because primarily I think the reason why people have open relationships is because they want to maximize the things they want to get. Yeah, but now if if I'm talking about my stand and all this, mm. mm-hmm. guys just you know stick to the one partner. And if, <laughs> I mean, if they're not if they're not doing it for you, why mm-hmm. cheat? Just leave. <laughs> Don't break Ooh. people's heart or. If uh-huh. you're both in agreement and this is what you mm. both want to do, mm-hmm. then by all means, live your life. But as long as one partner is not for it and the other is doing uh-huh. it, then it's an issue of betrayal and all this deceit, which is not healthy. So yeah, yeah. That, I, I, I agree. I agree. One of the episodes that really made me happy, uh, I, me, I, I am a, I'm the awkward one. So number one, me, I'll say people live your lives. As in, you only have one life to live, so try all the shit you need to try. As in, do not... Break all the hearts. Hearts are, you know, in this world, it's all about makeups and breakups. As in, a heart is going to be broken regardless. I'd rather it's you who's breaking the heart other than being broken. So just accept it. Uh, So long as you don't do, you don't treat this person badly or... Uh, inhumanly or in any, you dis, don't disrespect her. So long as you're honest and you put out your cards at the beginning and say that this is what I want. And when the girl yeah. or the guy decides that they're not up for it anymore, then you chomokan, you know, do you in another way until the day you want to settle down and you are tired and you know yeah, and you're devoted pingu, and pingu za maisha zimefanyika. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I think at times, yeah, I, I, yeah, because I think at times we make it look as though uh, our hearts are going to run out of strength. And uh-huh. I don't think so. Our hearts can never run out of Explain strength. Explain that. You, you see, what I, what I mean is you can be heartbroken, but it will not change. It, no matter how many times you get heartbroken, it doesn't mean that you will not have love to give. Yeah, but then you'll be so... 
like you won't be so open to love. I mean, a lot of heartbreak kind of messes with your psyche and makes you not so open to love, you know? Yeah, but that will only make the chase a little more interesting. You know, it will make me bring out my <laughs> sledgehammer. And you know, that's the beautiful you part. Right. You know, I'm able to smash into your walls and sing like Beyonce, you know. Oh Remember these God, walls gosh. you built? <laughs> Baby, what they're tumbling down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> anyway, so they yeah. had this episode where mm-hmm. they were discussing about men need reassurance and they had their mm. first guest. Was it their first guest? Yeah. Bright yeah. Gameli. Yeah. So what did you think about that? I'll take you with a pinch of salt. <laughs> that meant you don't think men need reassurance. With a slice of, with a slice of lemon and a whole <laughs> shot of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. I've really, when I listened to it, eh, I think number one, the way he starts threw threw me off completely because uh, I don't know whether you, you want to say men need reassurance or men, when men get into a relationship, they want someone who will you know acknowledge their presence. Or whatever efforts that they do. The the whole idea about reassurance makes it look Mm -hmm. as though you are struggling with life. No, let me, I think the context was different. Mm. Like I totally get what you're saying. And I Mm. also think it's not just men who need reassurance. Like people in general need reassurance. Mm. But I mean, the context of the relationship the title of the podcast was that do men need mm. reassurance, but it was more of a mm. question than like a statement. Than, uh, yeah. And yeah, the context was that it's like almost they was the ladies were surprised mm. how much reassurance mm. is important to a man, but not saying that it's the only important thing to him. It's just, they've never thought about it that way. What shocked me honestly was the fact that, um, the women were actually shocked at the thought of men require safe spaces where, you know, I, and I liked it when um, uh, you say it's called Bright Gamali. Yeah, eh? Bright Gamali. So when Bright was saying that, you know, him going to the pub or going for a massage uh, is his form of therapy. What is Julia? love for men? Yeah. What does well, that Julia look said like? If, with women, if someone twists the knife that's already in your back, we'll find a way to recover. Not that you should do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I think men have not trained that muscle of self-love yeah, yeah. to be able to handle or get to a place of emotional security as easily as we would. When's the or last, time? What, when's the last it, what, time you did some yeah, self-love it, for you? Or, or, yeah. or do you understand self-love? Or, I, I, do, I think do you, I do. When you see, I'm sure you see it online. Self-love. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, do you think it's more feminine skewed or just imagining this? Uh, I think it was. it's mostly feminine. Is cute, yeah. Um, but I, I got to understand a thing I do for myself, which I love. There are things that I do which yeah. are for you, happy for me, yeah. For you. yeah. And thank God again, my wife does not judge me because of that. Shout out, LP, man. She's a real one. <laughs> She's a real one. Because <laughs> past relationships, they're like, why do you do this for yourself? And mm. Why did you include what are, me? What are the, what's this? What are, like? Give us an example. For example, I want to go for a therapy. Oh. I mean, like, like uh. physiotherapy, or mm-hmm. I want to go for a massage. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, you go. Who do you? What's that? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to go out to bed. Oh, boys. Mm. I just want to step out to, to go have a drink. Just like, all right, see you. Not, why, why? you not inviting me or that? So do you, yeah. so you can, eh? Okay, wait. Yeah. 
you try and explain that to your missus eh that you know i'm going for a massage eh and uh, you know or my form of therapy is you know i just want to go to the strip club nothing will happen i know there's no such therapy in a strip uh, club like uh, it's therapy hold up if you ask my boys if you ask my boys they find it very therapeutic i don't think the word is therapeutic and it definitely gives you some sort of entertainment to be in a strip club <laughs> but i don't think it's therapeutic it's like please Seriously, like don't don't abuse this. Like strip club should not be part of this equation. <laughs> so what are what are these but, safe spaces that we're allowed to do? No, but I mean everyone's allowed to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And even now, for example, when you said massage, I just thought mm-hmm. about how this um Kenyan barber shops. You yeah. remember when that massage trend started and then hey, all those ladies hey, all of a sudden Kitambo barbershops were just places where men would go and there were other men in there who would mm-hmm. cut their hair. Now, yeah. to these ladies at the barbershop, your man's coming back home with a mani pedi and like, he's been massaged, he's feeling all relaxed. There's this guy in my <laughs> office, I won't forget. <laughs> <laughs> he used to go to the barbershop three times a week. I'm like, my friend, your hair hasn't grown an inch Like, no, no, the manipedi must have been to die for. I agree yes, with the man. Yes, he used to explain it to us. The lady used to, you know, once, yeah. now he's... Crevices, <laughs> all the crevices. <laughs> yeah. After his hair has been uh, chopped off and he uh, sits to be to be washed, they're uh, washing his hair. The lady washes his hair and then after, she places mm, his head in the middle right of in her Right, in, in the bosoms. In the bosoms. You know, if things are running and you know, blood is you know, flowing properly, the beneficiary is going to be the missus. When he gets back to the house and the missus is like, yeah, hey, babe, he'll be, you know, right I'm there. I'm just saying that trend was a little concerning and like <laughs> boundaries have to be drawn. I mean, so, be relaxed, massages I, are okay, but boundaries. I, I think, you see, that's the weirdest thing because you see, for me, I, I try to think about do for instance in in our Kenyan culture are women taught how to give men safe spaces or no, i think honestly uh, especially some cultures in kenya it's mm-hmm. lacking 
completely. Mm-hmm. But in some, it's very much mm-hmm. there. Like I can tell you, for example, the nylons. Mm-hmm. It's very part of the tradition to mm-hmm. give men space to just, yeah. you know, think and I don't know what. And like your man, you're told when your man walks into the house, you don't bombard mm-hmm. him with questions or you don't ask him this, give him a moment to relax mm-hmm. and, you know, unwind mm-hmm. before you can start telling him about your day or tell mm-hmm. him about the stuff that's happening in your house. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in some cultures in Kenya, it's taught, and in some, it just isn't. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me, I think mm-hmm. safe space is necessary for both men and mm-hmm. women. Yeah. And it's about, like, relationships at the core are about what two people agree. It's about the two of you and what you agree. Okay. Okay. And so, and sometimes, like, a man doesn't come knowing everything. And a woman yeah. doesn't come to the relationship knowing everything as well. So as sure? a man, you need to explain to her also what the safe mm. space means to you and okay. what it is. Like, give examples. And if she loves you, you and she's willing, of course she will do that. You know, there's a question that uh, I think it was Sharon Mashida that asked. Uh, I was like, you know, <clears throat> how, many, how often do women get to tell their significant others, you know, I love you or... I'm grateful for what you do. And you know, and she put it very well in, in a very comical way. She said, you know, when you ask, when a woman asks you that question and I agree because all men, if a woman ever asks you, babe, do you love me? That's a trick question. That's a setup. Eh? Because the next question right after that is, what about me do you love? But you should know. Why is it a setup? Ah, no. What, what makes you think? I don't know what I love. And no, I, together. I want you to tell me. Shouldn't it be natural when I come and uh, tell uh, you? Nothing is natural. Hey. Hey. hey, you know, hey, what up, my baby? Uh, I love you. Not when you ask me, do you love me? As he, no, I get that pressure is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But like the question is not off. Like, but the pressure is unnecessary. Like, wait to be told. Or if you like... But, you know, this is in a context. If you like someone, mm. I remember when they were discussing this, and it mm. was basically from from a point where you keep on mm. asking, do you love me? Do you love me? As if you're insecure and you're looking for reassurance. In that mm. context, it's just off. Like, you love yourself. Why must you keep asking <laughs> somebody's son they love you? Like, chick, chill. <laughs> Get a grip on but, it. Get a grip on it. Find something yeah, to do. You know. But in a healthy, loving relationship, you should yeah. hear these things every once in a while. Yep. And sometimes, like it doesn't even. It's not that important to some people. It boils down sometimes to a love language. Some people, like for me, as mm. DX, I don't have to hear it all the time, but I need okay. it to be shown to me in ways like. I don't need you to tell me all the time that you love me. I will see how you treat me. But there's people like it's very important to them to keep on hearing it. Now, let's take the inverse. What, what ways do you think men require that sense of affection or like you'd say reassurance? So there's somewhere in the Bible. I don't know where mm-hmm. it is, but like okay. a lot of people quote it in this mm-hmm. like dating conversations wow. okay. and they say hear it. Yeah. you know like god commanded the man to love his woman mm-hmm. 
and he commanded the woman to respect her husband. And like, so they say in a relationship dynamic, mm. if a man loves his woman, then it's easy for him, for her to respect him, which is what okay. he needs. Yeah. So a man does not even need love, like just needs respect. And a woman needs love. But like Ve- to just generalize it to. further. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is Ephesians. It is Ephesians uh, chapter 6. I think verse uh, 13. You googled something. it. Am I just know this No, thing. I know it. I know the verse. Hey, I know the verse. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a student. I'm a student of the world. So I need hey. to read a lot of things. So, and in my past world, perhaps I was a, you know. Preacher. No, no, I wouldn't call that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you be blaspheming me right here. <laughs> I'm about to be like, hey, you're a long way from there, my friend. What happened? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Um, I, I know, I know, because the argument, uh, it's one of the things I learned because I realized most women want to offer men love and yeah. love is, a, is not a necessity to men. No. You know, um, you coming to me and, you know, expressing how much you love me, it's, it's sweet, but it's <laughs> unnecessary. Cute. It's cute, I mean, but unnecessary. Everybody As in, needs love, though. Uh, but, no, like, I, men require to be respected. Respect is higher for a man. But because, you see, now is. the word respect has been uh, debutchered in the matters relationship completely because to men... There are those who mm-hmm. think respect is being the iron face that you never, no one ever counters what you say, you know? Yeah. And that's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you see, let's talk about one of the issues now currently in the, in, in, in all media, you know, the Meghan Markle uh, issue. Yeah. Prince Harry, Meghan Markle. <laughs> Prince Harry, Meg, uh, Meghan Markle Oprah. and the royal family. <laughs> Oprah. You see, first and foremost. The Megxit. Where, where, yeah, where do you stand on that issue? Because when it comes to matters of that relationship, what's your, what's your take as a, as My DX? Take as DX and as a, and as a woman? I think, I think it's a very bold move that they made because, uh, did my they thing really? actually or did she you know it doesn't matter because uh-huh. the man speaks up for himself and he says i had to do this for my family and it's about her being very uncomfortable in his own family and it's an, mm-hmm. an issue of race you know it's not okay she didn't do anything wrong so you know it's one of those things she he shouldn't have a side to pick but uh-huh. now if you bring in race and these are her uh-huh. people, it's her baby, uh-huh. it's her it's his son and his wife, and he needs to protect them like the good uh-huh. husband that he is, and he has to make choices. Me, I think the man was played. How so? And I'll give you my you reasons. Know what? I'll give you my I reasons. I don't know how true this I'll is, give you but my I reasons, saw an yeah? article. I saw yeah. an article that uh-huh. apparently the queen earns like 375 a thousand million euros uh, whatever and right now he's valued mm. at 700 million euros something like no, that I'm not talking about, like so I'm not talking about whether it was a good money. move no i'm not saying it was a it wasn't a good move for them to get hitched everyone should find whatever person they they feel comfortable to love mm-hmm. and it's within that but you see now let's let's not get it twisted we're talking about a monarchy 
Yeah. yeah. Number one, I think they are first pinch point that they they are experiencing, and I might be very wrong. Yeah. Because I don't think that it would have been the same if she was a woman of color, but f- from the UK. Is it because she's American? That's why you're saying that. Number one, I think it's my assumption. But did you watch the entire interview? Not the entire interview. First and foremost. Because you will mm-hmm. understand. It was about security. True. Because their son, the security was going to be taken away from their son. So what was the uh, point for them to stay when Megan is, is, is suicidal and there's no security for his son? <sighs> See, like I'm saying, number and one, he's gonna be removed in this situation. In this situation, Harry failed. Harry failed Megan. How so? Oh, because like he, he would have fought to have her included. No, 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 no. Harry knew from the beginning. He's 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 born a royal. He knows how these people deal with things. He mm-hmm. knows the norms that are required. If, for instance, <laughs> and I'll use the weirdest example. Yeah. Eh? If if I as DY and my family, we are Wachawis or Warogis <laughs> in our lineage, like, <laughs> and I come up to you and I tell you, you know, yeah. hey, what up, DX? I kind of feel your vibe. Eh? <laughs> I want to marry you. Yeah. You know, I need to explain to you how this Wachawi lifestyle that we have eh, mm-hmm. is ours. And you know what to expect. As in you, it would be foolish if one day you are asleep and you could turn with, eh? My thing is walking up and down <laughs> okay. and sleep, talking and sleepwalking. And you start complaining and go like, hey, these people sleepwalk and sleep talk in there in the night <laughs> like Wachawi. Yeah, they are Wachawi. So, you see... Uh, Prince Harry, eh? Should you know, like we were discussing the same thing we were discussing about respect and love. Prince Harry should be able to take charge of this situation. He should be able to sit down with her because number one, let's agree, and I'll sound very controversial as DY here. Mm-hmm. Currently, I did, I found out after the fact that she was she was carrying out this interview. She was pregnant. She's she's pregnant. Yeah, she mentions it with a baby girl. Yes, she. If she's pregnant, she's a ball of emotions. I hate this. You know, as a woman, this is like, let me tell you, like as much as yeah, it's I know, is true, it? you cannot pinpoint everything that she says no. down to the fact that no. she's expected. No. Not a, I'm, not, I'm not trying to water down whatever she's saying, but I'm saying wouldn't it, it's such a serious allegation to bring forth. Wouldn't it require for her to have to be in good mental space? What do you mean? Pregnancy is not good mental space. Like, come on. Granted, no. you're more emotional during that time, but that doesn't affect your every single thought. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't affect your every to, single thought. You can thought, still be able to be it, very objective when pregnant. I agree. You can, and many women have been. Eh? But there are things that are going to be too close to your heart it, that are going to be a bit... Be. I mean, this is a matter of security <laughs> for her son, and she's about to deliver no. a daughter... <laughs> Let's, let's just be let's be blunt honest because you see whether she runs or not number one the royal family are not going to be moved or made to think or act in a different way goal 
Her end goal is for her voice uh-huh. to be heard. And she started from way back when she was 12 what years end? old. To just let... What end? The same reason Diana needed her voice to be heard. Like, she, like to okay. just highlight these issues of racial mm. discrimination in this family. Is, and, and sometimes you want to also set the record straight because there's always two sides of the story. The tabloids butchered mm-hmm. her and she never had a place where she could explain where she's coming from. And this they was really a platform did. for her to be able to no, tell her they, side of the really story. Did. By them deciding, by them deciding, and which was, I think, which was Harry's decision, them deciding to walk away from the family, yeah. that can tell, that that was Harry's decision, that we don't need this, mm-hmm. that it's okay, I trust and I love my wife this much, that I'm going to protect her, and I'm not going to use, I don't require a state backing or the monarchy mm-hmm. on my end for me to do what I'm supposed to do as a husband and as a father. Eh? But the moment now for me where it took a flip side is when now it, it, it seemed as though Harry was not in the driving seat anymore. Oh, so you think it was interview, a publicity stunt? No, I don't say it wasn't a publicity stunt. I'm just saying it, it stopped being about, you know, and I'm, I'm going to sound, all the women are going to come for oh, me, yeah. honestly. Oh, yeah, okay, you continue. I, I, you know, because, I'm going to come for you myself. Yeah, see, the respect, the respect and the safe spaces that we're talking about here is for you to be able to trust me that I have your interests at heart yeah. and I will do everything in my power. But the moment you usurp me and you decide that you want to fight it by yourself, Ooh. because if you looked at the interview, you tell me who looked more fired up. I mean, it was Megan's story to tell. Is who, no, who's being not. racially profiled there? Her no, story it's not. To but tell. See, no, 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 no. And she just has a supportive husband to back her up. No, it's their story to tell. You see, the narrative that it is your story to tell eludes the fact that you need to fight it as an individual. They're fighting together, but it's her story to tell. She's the one who <laughs> is of African <laughs> descent. <laughs> like, I mean, if you let Harry tell the story, he will tell it from a part where mm-hmm. he's a concerned husband and a concerned father and that's why the racial okay. everything affects him but when you tell no. me- megan no, to no, explain no, no, it no, no, it's very no, no, personal no 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 you see the thing the moment you say that eh, you're making it look as though that to harry the the idea that megan is from uh, from an african heritage eh, doesn't exist let me tell harry you though knows. he does know but he mentions he said he was not aware mm-hmm. of the level that this, like, of all this racist everything was affecting even the world in general. And being in Megan's world, like, really opened his eyes mm-hmm. to this. And he thought it was an amazing mm-hmm. opportunity for his family to use that to their advantage, you know, because diversity. So, and also the fact that they control, or I don't know what business they have with the Commonwealth. And it was a commonwealth, you know, is majority African mm. descent yeah. or like brown and black. And so mm. yeah, it was yeah. a very good opportunity for them to like take advantage of that. And so he was in shock that they did not, you know, jump at the idea. And they did not even protect her when the tabloids were going against her. Let me tell you, my friend, this was Megan's story to tell because nobody felt it the way she did. 
and she just had a very supportive okay. husband back her up. <laughs> and I don't think she's saying it for anything other than just awareness and starting mm. a conversation around like a very important issue. What does Everyone she stand to gain? Deserves. Everyone deserves uh, the right to respond. And I think, you see, it, it is important. It is, you see, you already created, you've already shaded the spaces with whatever you have said. So whatever response now comes, if it was a conversation that had both of them at the same, same table, it would be easier. I'm not talking about the queen coming and defending herself, but someone in the family being able to raise the, you know, how they wise to ask the questions when because you see now we only have one story to listen to yeah and it, I really, don't know it reminds much me it reminds me of those many times many times men are in abusive relationships where they are beaten by their wives mm-hmm. and they don't know how to even express it to anybody else because if today I, I i decide to you know i've seen that social experiment on one of the social media uh platforms where if a woman tries to beat up a man in the streets no one yeah, helps yeah. But if a man tries to dare lay a hand on a woman, eh, there's a freaking uproar. As you should be. But no, I, I get agree. it. The double As standards the... <laughs> are not good. And <laughs> but you know, you know that is because a man is physically mm. a little bit able. Like he doesn't explain why people should ignore anyone being beaten up. But so it's just bringing me to one of my final questions is there toxic femininity i don't believe there is but in no reference whatsoever to megan's story mm-hmm. and i'll just no in no reference to we yeah, finish, we finish with megan's story All so right. is there in other news is there negative or uh toxic femininity there is, but first, back to Megan's story. I just want to say there are some facts I may not be privy to. I'm just talking privy about to, this to. because of what I watched from that entire Oprah series. Mm. And that's true, those are just true. my thoughts based on what I observed. Your sentiments. My sentiments. Yeah. So, and also I feel yeah. like she's my sis, man. Ah, so shout yeah. out to a sis, Megan. I mean... <laughs> I feel that lady. Anyway, uh, there is uh-huh. such a thing as toxic toxic femininity. And I think it's in okay. two ways. One way is in okay. those ladies who are in authority who feel the need mm-hmm. to over to overstep, you know, their authority or their mm. anything. Just show that because I'm a mm. woman, I can do this. And so they extra do it for example the yeah. lady police you know i remember yeah. there was a lady police somewhere <laughs> who used to be called yeah. ocampo those days yeah. and I that know. lady she was always oh, it bensuda no ocampo because she was just so no, I think it was ruthless bensuda yeah she was so ruthless I, I guess like i, I don't know why heard. she felt the need to be more ruthless and her male counterpart, mm. like for me, like mm. driving around Nairobi, I don't want to encounter a mm-hmm. female cop because they're just extra. It's not even about the law anymore. True. It's about them trying to show you that mm. they're powerful. So me, I think that's toxic feminism because if you're a woman mm. 
and you're in a certain position, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you should ignore, like, just because people will think you're soft for being yourself, doesn't mean you should not mm-hmm. be yourself. You shouldn't try to be like someone else. And the other side of toxic femininity, uh-huh. la, 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 la. femininity, femininity. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. those ladies who are just constant damsels mm. in distress, like, girl, Mm-hmm. Sort your life. Like, what is wrong with you? You want people to come to your back and call to your rescue all the time. Your cry baby, at because you're a woman, you mm-hmm. I hate that. I'm just like, I people need to. Just- but now, who is to champion? Because you see, I agree with you. You've said two brilliant examples. When now in the workplace or in a more uh, occupational uh, point of view, where they have to authoritate or establish that they are in charge, mm. eh? and I think it goes against them. Eh? And what is a lot more common eh, is women who always keep on. Um, you know, complaining and comparing and they're saying you you don't and how comes whenever I call you don't do this. And, you know, they don't uh, uh, allow men to be, you know, just men. And, you know, and what they do is they preach and I, ha- I think it happens more in relationships because they will preach that the man is toxic, has toxic masculinity yeah. because it doesn't come to her every beck and call. Eh? And the man yep. doesn't care about me. Yep. And you see, the problem is in this situation, more toxic masculinity is listened to other than toxic femininity. Yeah. And it leaves you. And so there's no space for these men to find or get to a point where they can be able to, you know, establish a way to, you know, fight for themselves or, you know, just even have a voice. And the society doesn't allow it for the voice to take place. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you just said. Because, yeah, like mm. ladies, let's just be, mm. first of all, everyone should be responsible for their own lives, you know? And if you're in a True. relationship or in any setup, the person is coming to add on to what you already have, as you are also yeah. adding on to what they already have. Nobody should feel like True. they're each other's burden, you know? And so that toxic femininity uh, and like of, better have. Yeah. It's, you have to be complete. By the time I'm meeting you, if you're not whole, if you're not whole, there then will be problems in the relationship. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. yeah, because you see, then you'll keep on trying to find substitutions and things to add to your life. Now, as we try and wrap up, there's one episode that really made me happy was uh, the one about uh, pressure. Yeah, and um, today we are discussing something quite interesting. Is that that right? Yeah, that okay. way. Oh, come on, stop you guys. Okay, that's, that's, stop that's, it. That's, that's, okay, okay. <laughs> Basically, um, today we're talking about um, ripeness. Yeah. Okay? okay, ripeness in the age of 2020, being mm-hmm. a woman, being unmarried, being over, over a certain age, and the kind of pressures we get as women to be in a marriage. Um, and the whole idea that by a certain age, you should have settled down, you should have one baby with the second one on the way and the third one in the, pl- in the pipeline. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But you also have to be educated, have a mm-hmm. master's degree, okay? Yeah, and have three children, meanwhile, mm-hmm. and go meanwhile. to church. And go to church. How spotless. How spotless. <laughs> you know? It's too much. Yeah. From the wazazis. To get married. About getting married. <laughs> <laughs> now, DX, yeah. tell me. Have you ever experienced such pressure of... To be honest, no. 
Oh. And I have my results <laughs> that I shall keep. <laughs> so, <laughs> not experienced, man. Your secret is safe with me. <laughs> <laughs> But I really sympathize with like people who go through this in their families. And it's just for me, mm-hmm. like normalize not putting people in boxes, you know. Like by 20, you True. should be married. You should have this. And your brother has this and you mm. don't have this. Like just let people live their lives. Like you should care more about the fact that they're happy, they're healthy, they're doing what they mm. want to do. They're chasing their dreams than you, mm. than you are about the fact that they don't have a significant other. Because most of it, like more mm. often than not, it's not within their control. Mm-hmm. Like some people really want to get True. married they're just not finding the partner and so you applying pressure <laughs> really not helping the cause so uh, so uh, finally what do you think is the right or appropriate age for you know the generation that is coming to get married i don't think it's an age thing it's a, it's about okay how ready you are and whether you find the person that you want to do life with so it's True. not age or time bound it's just how your life pans mm-hmm. out and how you play your cards and your mm-hmm. life and fit and god and like all these things you're almost going to say Darwin's theory you can also throw Darwin's theory right in there <laughs> I found Darwin said <laughs> So, okay, so why should people you know they only have about 14 episodes? Why should people listen to them? And if um what would be the reason why you'd recommend it to guys for instance? Why should guys want to listen to this podcast? Guys as in Mandem. Yeah, Mandem. I think um Mandem need to listen to it because uh like mm-hmm. we said before, it's like the female mm-hmm. version of the mics are open. There's like there was so much potential okay. to this show and I wish they mm. could go, the ladies would go back and do some more episodes mm-hmm. because it's just talking yeah. about issues of today's world from a lady's perspective mm-hmm. and it's quite entertaining True. and it's ladies who've done like mm. their research on some issues and ladies mm. who are aware what's going on because they're in different mm-hmm. media fields so mm-hmm. it's enlightening to the mandem like mm. you get to know the lady's side the lady's perspective mm. and also just you know mm-hmm. the young kenyan's perspective on mm-hmm. what's going on in kenya in the world the society modern topics yeah 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 very very nice man um it's been pretty amazing uh, i i think they you are, tell me what they you are brilliant. want to hear from it I think the one of the reasons why I would, I I have been able to listen to it as is amandem is because it has proper insights. I think the one thing they are very authentic these three girls yeah. are able to speak their honest truths and they're not trying to you know uh, they're not being quote unquote influencers. You know that is the ideology that would have or the perception would have had but they're not trying to play the influencer card. What they're trying to do is actually have Inform, ordinary conversations yeah. and inform and give us as mandem an inside line to knowing how these girls think and process things and you know i think they have a very good mix there are those that are in relationships there are those that are not they they give you why they're not in relationships they they allow you to see the working mechanics yeah eh, of a woman okay 
which we may never understand. Nobody ever understands anything. But you know, I think men just like to complain because do you think women understand men? But do we walk around saying that we don't? No. I think men under, women understand men. They know men don't have many things that will pleasure them. <laughs> so it's not, smash a man, it's not just from a pleasure Smash point. a man and put a smile. <laughs> put a smile on his face. <laughs> men are complicated. A man is not complicated. A man is not complicated. I mean, they're less yeah. complicated like, than women. You know, the, these emotional men are very complicated. <laughs> eh? Those ones that uh, are willing to become house husbands. Wow. Those ones have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> wow, D.Y. <laughs> if you're a house husband and you enjoy uh, it, do you uh, uh, live your life? As long I write as a book, you, I need to read it. As long as you and your partner are cool with it. No, yeah, what to be told? What is what is a house husband? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, we yeah, prefer man, but that's just present. <laughs> And I respect everyone and their choices. <laughs> ah, on that very, very note, we want to say thank you. Uh, thank you for giving, <laughs> giving um, with us throughout the 10 episodes that we've already released. Thank you. Um, it's we're been a good journey 10. and we hope that we will keep on making you happy. Yeah, we are the Big Ten. And thank you very much, DX, for being an amazing co-host. Thank you, DY, for being an amazing co-host as well. And continue engaging us on social media, guys. And also, yeah. we are now available on Apple Podcasts. So, my Apple yeah. people, we are in your streets now. So, listen people. up yeah. and give your comments. Share with your friends. Interact us. Interact with us on Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, and all the socials. Yeah. All right. It's been real. And do says. Do says. Bye.